0: mental health professional for over 30 years, and I've personally dealt with depression as well as family issues of addiction. We all deal with life struggles and mental health issues, and we all need to look after our mental health just as we do our physical health. Guess what? It's all connected. I want to help you gain a better understanding of how mental health disorders occur, how we can treat them, and better yet, how we might prevent them. We're all in this together. So let's stomp out the stigma related to mental health issues. Hello, and welcome back to Embrace the Wrestle. It's LaDima, your host. As always, I'm so glad that you're here. You know, lately, I've been thinking a lot about this crazy upside down world we seem to be living in and thinking about what we can do to make it better. I don't know about you, but I know I become disheartened, disappointed, discouraged by all of the discord, all of the blaming, and certainly all of the violence that's taking place. It seems that no matter where I look, in my local community, my state, my country, and the world, there's all this ugliness that's pervasive. All of it hurts my heart. In everyday life, people can be so cruel to one another. You know, when I read comments on Facebook or on the Neighbor app, I, I just don't understand why people have to be so mean. And then if I look at the bigger picture of politics and politicians, I become even more disappointed and even angry. Greed and power. That's what I see. Greed, wanting more and more, taking and not giving. Power, being in control with selfish motives. I may not understand all of the underpinnings of greed and power, because I think there can be as many reasons for these types of behaviors and actions as there are people. But I do think there are some basic characteristics. On an individual level, I think we can become so concerned about being right, that we that we become threatened by the possibility of being wrong. We become threatened by someone that holds a different opinion. It feels better if others are in agreement with us. Group consensus can tell us that we're right. And it feels better knowing that others are in my camp. But the problem with that comfort in knowing that we're right can put blinders on us. We're only able to see things in a certain way through our lens of what's right and wrong. And it doesn't leave any room for discussion, let alone questioning or re-examining our stance. My thoughts have long been that the more confidence a person has, the better their self-esteem is, the more comfortable that person is going to be with listening to a, a different viewpoint to actually having a calm and civil discussion with someone who holds a different viewpoint. If I like the person I am and feel comfortable and confident in my skin, then I'm going to be able to allow myself to think outside of the box that I've created for myself or maybe that others have created for me. I believe that self-confidence allows us to be comfortable with those who disagree with us. I think this self-confident person isn't going to be threatened by someone with a different opinion. The self-confident person is going to welcome discussion and and even questioning. Perhaps the most significant part of being self-confident is that it allows us to be wrong without feeling that we've lost face, without losing faith in ourselves. But to the contrary, if I don't have much self-confidence, I'm going to be threatened by being wrong. I'm going to feel that I lost face, that others are judging me because I was wrong. And that's going to feed into my feeling less than. None of us want to feel less than. So if that's my fear or concern, I'm going to fight hard to prevent that from happening. I'm going to tear the other person down first. I'm going to make the other person look stupid or ignorant. That will certainly make me look like the winner, the one that was right. And then I'll feel better about myself. (laughs) I do believe that there are many people who, at first glance, appear to be very self-confident. That's the face, the image that they want the world to see. But their behaviors, their choices, their relationships are not characterized by welcoming different opinions. These people are not going to invite discussions that might lead to a different conclusion than their own. I'm trying to paint a picture of someone with a false sense of self-confidence. Often these people are very unsure of themselves with little or no self-confidence. They often feel that there isn't much to like about themselves, but they're doing their best to hide that from the world. Some of these individuals are, all, are also narcissists, and that is a topic for another day. So how does lack of self-confidence feed into greed and power? Maybe the more I have proves something about me. The more I have must mean that there is something special about me. The more I have, and the less you have, must mean that I'm better than you, that I'm more capable than you. But the problem, or at least one of the problems with greed, is enough is never enough. That's why I'm not able to give back. I'm not able to share with those who are less fortunate, at least not in a self-sacrificing way. If my money, my status, my things are defining me, then there's never going to be enough to satisfy the need for validation and recognition. All of these material things are, are providing a very unstable foundation for my confidence. We all know that the material things in life can be gone in a moment. When the stuff, the things are gone, so is the confidence that that person has built up. Power. Such an intoxicating concept. I've seen it time and time again in the workplace. As someone rises up the ranks, climbs the ladder, the sense of power increases If I have more responsibility, that often equals, I have more power. I have more responsibility than you, which means I'm more powerful than you, which can translate to, I have power over you. I'm the one making the decisions for all of us. The problem with this is when someone is intoxicated by the perception of their power Often the decisions that are being made are not for the betterment of all or for the betterment of the organization or the country, but rather what is going to serve me best. What decisions or choices are going to keep me in power? That sense of superiority can be so caustic and is unfounded in reality. This sense of power is false providing a foundation to that person's self-confidence that's filled with cracks and is able to crumble at any time. I realize there are many other characteristics and situations and explanations for the development of greed and power than issues related to self-confidence, but I do believe the lack of a true and emotionally healthy sense of self is a basic characteristic of both. So what can we do to protect ourselves, our sense of stability, safety, and hope in a world that's gone mad? I have a few suggestions. Limit the amount of news that you take in daily. How I wish there was a news outlet that only aired positive situations in the news. Yes, we do need to have an idea of what's going on in the world. I don't believe it's ever good to stick our heads in the sand, but we do need to limit the negativity we allow to enter our minds. Limit or avoid any shows that are violent in nature or based on negative or traumatic situations. Now, I have friends that really enjoy watching the cops shows where people are being arrested in, in live time. I get that these situations can be entertaining as oftentimes those being arrested are intoxicated or high, and they can say or do some really silly, stupid things. But all I see when I watch those shows is the heartache associated with the addictions that most of the people that are being arrested have. Another thing we can do is limit the time we spend with negative people. You know, we become like the people we spend our time with. So if your friends are always looking on the negative side of things, it's time to get some new friends. Obviously, if you have family or live with family members who tend to be negative thinkers, that's a little trickier situation. But hopefully you can figure out a way to minimize their impact on you. Figure out some positive things to do for yourself. I don't just mean getting a massage or things like that, but doing things that are good for your body and your soul. Find some way to make moving your body and getting fresh air in your lungs a priority. Find and do things that give yourself energy that ignite you from the inside out. Some of those things might be spending time in nature developing a spiritual practice, doing something artistic or creative, listening to music that lights you up, dancing. I also think it's important to figure out or remind yourself what your strengths are. Remembering what you've come through so far in life, what you've endured that you never would have guessed you could, What you use to get through those tough times are your strengths. Figure out or remind yourself what's unique about you. What comes so naturally to you that it's stuck at nature? Is it cooking, sewing, creating in some way, teaching, being patient with others, being a good listener, figuring out and knowing what we like about ourselves what our strengths are, help to build a positive self-esteem. Remembering and knowing what we've been able to learn, what we've been able to handle and accomplish, helps to build a healthy self-confidence. Self-esteem is about liking the person I am. Self-esteem is about being. Self-confidence is about trusting in my abilities, what I'm able to do self-confidence is about doing. Two other aspects of being a healthy, happy human being are being kind and grateful. The next podcast will be on kindness and gratitude. I know this is a short podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed it and, and maybe even learned something new or were reminded of something that you already knew. If you feel you could use some help with boosting your self esteem or confidence, I'd love to hear from you. Just let me know and we can have a conversation about how I might be able to help with that. You can always reach me via email, Ladima at embrace the net all lowercase. You can go to the website at embrace the net and there you can find a button that will allow you to leave me a voice message. You can find me on Facebook at Embrace the Russell, and find Embrace the Russell on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Until next time. To the podcast. If you know of someone that may benefit from it, please share it with them. As always, I ask you to subscribe if you like the podcast and rate and review. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of self-harm or suicide, please contact the National Suicide Helpline. The number is one 800 243-8255. And you can text 741-741. If you're a veteran, call the same number one 243 8255 and press 1. Veterans can text 838-255. Again, thank you for your time. Take good care of yourself.